It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Welcome to the Off the Mic Wrestling Podcast. I'm uh, Mike Mayer. Appreciate y'all tuning in. Um, it's been a while. I haven't been on to payback. Um, lots happened. Um, just uh, it's been a really interesting time in wrestling. Um, I uh, I got to start talking about um, what's happened since um, since Roman Reigns returned at SummerSlam because really, it's the tale of two brands right now. Raw is kind of sinking right now. And SmackDown is on a upper trajectory. It SmackDown has been as good as it's been since it's been on Fox. I'm being honest. Like it's been interesting. New stories. The the Roman Reigns heel turn. Now you got Bailey turning on Sasha Banks. There's a lot going on on SmackDown that really has me interested, and it clearly has a lot of the audience interested because they they drew their best numbers since the SmackDown after WrestleMania. 2.261 million viewers. That's a great number for SmackDown. And the ratings have been in the tank. That's been a, a conversation for a lot of people within WWE and within the wrestling industry because SmackDown is the show. Let's get real here. Since October the 4th, I believe it was, when they made their debut on USA, or not on USA, on Fox. They moved over from USA. SmackDown's been the A show. It's plain and simple. I mean, even though Raw is three hours, Raw has now, after 25 years of being the flagship show of WWE, they are the B show, to be blunt. And a lot of it has to do with some of the writing, some of the storylines. A lot there's there hasn't been like you've you you obviously lose a guy like Edge who was hurt, and he helped out when he was there. Um, Brock Lesnar is gone. He's not going to probably come back until there's fans. There's no real, and this pains me to admit it, because I love Drew McIntyre. I love Randy Orton. Um, I love the guys at the top of that card, Seth Rollins. But the drawing power is very evident that 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 show's not bringing in. And also, it would help if you had a compelling angle to draw people in. And that's kind of why SmackDown is on the upward trajectory right now. Because, hey, Roman Reigns is back. He's a heel. He's with Paul Heyman. Bailey and Sasha Banks, who have been the best thing this entire time on the women's side, and maybe at all of WWE, they split up in a just a fantastic breakup angle. Fantastic. I didn't even get a chance to talk about it. I've been so busy with a lot of other things, but that that just the the payoff and coming back and seeing what Bailey had to say about that, that brings you in for another week and it's just SmackDown just feels like they're they're on a roll right now and Raw is to me they're in trouble. They drew 1.7 million viewers this last week. I know it was a Labor Day. I know it was a holiday. It was a different time. But 
man, it's in it, it, part of the problem was they didn't advertise anything for this show. 90 minutes before the show, we had no idea what the hell was happening. And then they just announced a, flur- a flurry of matches that were going to happen. Like, oh, okay. And this has been a theme with Raw Creative from what I've been hearing a lot lately since Paul Heyman was let go as the executive director of that show in, ter- in charge of creative. Things are broken. Things are out of sorts. Vince McMahon's rewriting things, which was a problem. And that's why Paul Heyman got the job there. I don't know what's going on on SmackDown, but clearly there is a structure. There is a plan. They know what they're doing. Obviously, having a star, the level of Roman Reigns back in the fold with you helps. Obviously, having some compelling stories on your brand to continue to build on is a huge factor in this. Rogers doesn't have that outside of Randy Orton and Drew McIntyre. That's really it. And Keith Lee's there, but they haven't really given us a reason to care about Keith Lee ever since he got his big win against Orton um, at payback. They really haven't given us a reason to care. I mean, there was an interesting thing that I really did like seeing Cedric Alexander finally turn heel and join the Hurt Business, but they haven't really given us a reason to care about the Hurt Business. I mean, they're... They're really involved. They've been involved with Apollo Crews for what seemed like forever. Maybe this element of bringing in Cedric Alexander, making them a four-man group, make have them rule over Raw outside of Drew Ma- and And who knows? Lashley's the United States champion right now. At some point, the Hurt Business needs to be built up, and Lashley, I think, needs to be... I know he's lost to McIntyre already. At some point, that faction needs to be built up to matter on that brand. Now they're in the mid-card. And I understand that's where things are because Drew McIntyre's occupied with Randy Orton. They're going to have a big feud. And I think they've got one, maybe two more matches left in this feud. And they're going to extend it as far as they can because, seriously, it's it's a great wrestling feud. And the way they've built it has been just wonderful. But it's like you take away that, there's nothing going on. They, like they, they broke up the Iconics. I know that's not like a ratings grab or anything, but you have a women's tag division and you break up your women's tag division with one of your best female tag teams. Like, I hope they do something great with Peyton Royce, but there's just so much like watching that raw. It felt so disjointed. It was a product of what we had seen before that, that, Hey, 90 minutes before the show, we had no idea what was happening. And that's why you get the rating that you do. And they're beefing up this show. I think they're calling it In Your Face. Um, McIntyre's facing Keith Lee. You've got uh, the tag champions uh, from both brands facing off against one another. Um, a women's championship match between Asuka and Mickey James. It's a loaded card. I don't. They're probably going to get a better number than what they have. But it's not going to be much because they're going up against football. Football's back. And that's always been a thorn in the side of wrestling in in Monday Night Raw specifically because Monday Night Football. So it's a problem. And they got to fix it. I don't know if it's going to lead to somebody, they need to bring somebody in or like elevate somebody up from NXT, maybe make this retribution thing more interesting because they've been really, they, I still don't think they know what the hell they're doing. Um, Maybe captured and do something crazy on raw underground but they they got to do something fast it's a mess right now on raw 
SmackDown is kicking their ass right now, to be blunt. Oh, well over 2 million viewers. Um, and I can't say enough about like the storyline. Uh, Jimmy Uso, he's, he's challenging for the Universal Championship against his cousin. And we all know what's going to probably happen. One of two things is going to happen. Um, well, the, the, the more likely thing is that Roman's going to kick the crap out of, uh, out of Jay, uh, and ultimately, uh, retain the universal championship. I, I don't know if it's going to lead to a full, like split between Roman and his family. I think that's the right way to go. Who knows? Maybe you build up, uh, a dynasty type faction with, um, with the Usos, um, along with Paul Heyman and make it even more impactful. You could do that too. So I'm, I'm intrigued. I'm really intrigued by that. I love heel Roman. Um, he's been a badass on the mic. He's, um, a lot. It's just, it's so much easier to take him serious. And I, I was always taking him seriously, but now this feels like the best version of Roman that we've seen since he came up with the shield, since he split from the shield in 2014, since he's been the big dog, this is the best version. Heyman being there definitely helps, but you're seeing Roman the way we all wanted to see him. And I hope that this elevates him and puts him into a completely different stratosphere because WWE had so many opportunities with their biggest stars, specifically John Cena, to do something like this and create something different and create a buzz. And you're seeing people are interested. The, the SmackDown ratings are going up. And the long-term effect of this could be drastic for WWE if they can pull this off. And in the end, at, down at WrestleMania, I mean, I've, I've been hearing rumblings. I mean, obviously, I've been campaigning for Big E to be that guy. If they can get The Rock... If, and, and I'm going to throw this out here now, and I'll probably be talking about this for months. If they can get The Rock, because he said on record he wants to do a feud with Roman Reigns before he retires officially from WWE. If WWE can get The Rock in and committed to doing a match at WrestleMania 37 against a heel Roman Reigns, box office. Box office. That's That's... Probably the biggest match that you can do right now and create a buzz, get ratings back up, do everything that you can to recharge this engine that's kind of faded away a little bit. And it's been, it, this has been going on since before COVID. The ratings have been a problem and SmackDown had been concerned. Like they were not getting good, they were not getting the numbers they were expecting. And then obviously the virus hit and that affected viewership and lack of interest and like the writing kind of got bad. If you can get The Rock to come in and to a match with Roman Reigns, that's going to change the game. It's going to change the game and the level of interest in that match is going to be insane. And I hope it happens. That's the only match that I would be okay with Roman Reigns having at WrestleMania 37 outside of facing Big E. I think Big E deserves a universal title opportunity. I think he deserves a universal championship win. He's put in the work. You've seen him in this promos on Talking Smack. He's been a good soldier in the New Day. It's a great, it's a great story. And I hope that hap- and I hope that happens 
But if The Rock is available and he can do it and he makes it happen against his cousin, that is as good of a match as you can put together for WWE. And I hope there's a possibility of it. If it doesn't happen, they've got a good a plan in the background with Big E. And I don't even know if they realize that that's the plan that they should go with if The Rock is not available and cannot do it because of his busy schedule. All right. Getting a little bit carried away here. So I've talked about Roman Reigns um, and Jey Uso. I think that that feud's going to be great. I think it's going to be very interesting to watch that develop um, over the course of time. But there's another there's another angle that's been going on that I didn't think much of on SmackDown. Um, and now it's developing into something potentially really interesting and fascinating that's kind of broken over the internet in the last day or so. Um, Mandy Rose um, got traded to Raw. And the story behind this goes back to this fe- ongoing feud between the Miz and Morrison heavy machinery, specifically with with Miz and Morrison trying to steal Otis's money in the bank contract. Now, it's goofy, it's stupid, it doesn't really make any sense because you can't just steal somebody's contract and say it's yours. It's legally bound. Otis won the match. He's been money in the Mr. Money in the Bank since May. But they've been making it kind of goofy, kind of funny with Miss and Morrison finding the wrong briefcase and Otis outsmarting um, outsmarting those guys. So I I was kind I'm kind of intrigued, but like I wasn't kind of intrigued with where it was going. I was like, okay, is there gonna be a briefcase match at some point? But then on talking smack on Saturday, which has actually turned into really entertaining stuff, I miss talking smack and I'm glad they brought it back. Miz announces on Talking Smack that he pulled uh, and apparently they'd hinted at this on on the actual show SmackDown that he was going to call in a favor to somebody and apparently he pulled some strings and got Mandy Rose traded to Raw. Mandy Rose has sold this well on Twitter, um wrote a long notes promo screenshot promo uh that she just wrote out that how outraged she has at Miz for getting involved in this to trying to basically break Otis and Mandy Rose up. Um, this is going to be interesting to watch because from a kayfabe perspective, this is an, it, this is something I, I haven't really seen them tap into intentionally trying to break somebody up to kind of get, get inside their head, like, and intentionally going for the trade there, like and Miz pulling some strings to get Mandy Rose to raw, like it's obviously not going to be a long-term thing. There's going to be something here that comes of it that Otis like gets her back to SmackDown by winning a match between the, his team or heavy machinery and Ms. Morrison. I mean, I don't know. I don't know where it's going, but I'm going to, I'm going to be really intrigued to see what happens out of this. And that's another reason to tune into SmackDown. Who knows? Maybe raw can make something out of this and actually, um, brand invitational, maybe make something interesting out of this. And maybe they benefit from the ratings. I don't know. But I'm very interested by this. So uh, we'll keep an eye on that uh, on the Off The Mic podcast and uh, let you guys uh, we'll watch it together. And we'll basically, like, I'll, we'll obviously be keeping an eye on this one uh, long term. Um, okay. One of the big stories outside of Roman Reigns returning on the SmackDown side is Bailey turning on Sasha Banks. I haven't had a chance to talk about this very much uh, since it happened. Uh, on last Friday's episode, uh, Bailey addressed it on this Friday's episode of SmackDown and basically said one of them was going to turn on the other. The classic um, 
um, we were using each other and she just made the first action. It was brutal. It was powerful. Um, it was a very impactful turn for Bailey. And before I, I talk about the story, let, let me just say this. If you would have told me a year ago today, and this is around the same time where she kind of teased the heel turn, where she attacked Becky Lynch on Raw, if you would have told me that Bailey would be one of the best heels going in this company a year ago today, I would have told you you were insane. What she has accomplished as the SmackDown Women's Champion, I think she won it back on the second Friday Night SmackDown that they ever did on Fox. She's held it for almost a year. What Bailey has accomplished and what she has done as a heel is absolutely remarkable. Because remember, for everybody who followed her in NXT, this was the next babyface that was going to carry the women's division because of how over she was with that fan base. WWE completely botched her for years on the main roster as the huggable one. And from the minute she has turned officially turned heel, new music, new haircut, new everything, this has been a work of art. And testament to her and her commitment to her character and the development of that because I did not think that this was going to work because of how just naturally nice she felt it was just her. It was her being herself. So for her to pull this off, and, it's, and it was capped off really by this brutal heel turn on her best friend, which we knew was coming. We knew it was coming that Sasha was going to be the baby face in this. That was always. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It's the plan. But how everything came along during this time, especially in the performance center, because her and Sasha really carried the women's division because Becky, Becky Lynch is at home pregnant. And she's going to be out for the rest of the year. Charlotte Flair has had surgery. She's out probably for the rest of the year. At least that's what I've been hearing. But Bailey has just taken it to a different level, made things interesting, and now she's got maybe what I consider to be one of the best women's feuds coming up with Sasha Banks. And just shout out to her, man. Like it's I, I did not see this working out long-term for anybody. Cause it's just like, it was going to be hard for me to buy Bailey as this mega heel and this a hold to be blunt, but she's played the bad girl really well. 
And it's been really entertaining, the back and forth with Michael Cole. Like, she has really done the part, and that's a testament to her and her commitment to her character. I had to, I had to get that off my chest because I haven't had an opportunity to really say it on this show. In regards to the feud with Sasha Banks, to me, Sasha Banks cannot come back until next year. I think she should be off TV for the remainder of 2020, sell the injuries of that brutal attack. I know that there's not a lot of women for Bailey to challenge right now. I thought Mandy Rose would fit into that picture. Um, they're teasing potentially a new person showing up, and it looks like it's Carmella. The, the glamour Emelina role, as everybody knows it. Um, Naomi. Naomi deserves better. I mean, she wasn't even in the match. Um, Alexa Bliss is obviously going through a character change. Maybe they bring some people up from NXT. There's a way that you can prolong this. I Look, to me, Bailey and Sasha, that match has to happen at WrestleMania. Especially the way they've been setting it up and building it and the way that they broke them up. This is a WrestleMania feud. And you could make the argument, depending on how things look around WrestleMania next year, that this match could main event the show. It probably won't, which is unfortunate because everybody loves Bailey and Sasha Banks, and they've loved this storyline developing between them. They had one of the best women's matches in WWE history at NXT TakeOver Brooklyn years ago. Um, it's never been done on the main roster. We've been waiting for it for years. We thought it was going to happen three years ago. We thought it was going to happen. They, we thought they teased it in 2018. And then they both turned heel last year. And now here we are. This has been going on for a long time. There is so much here to tackle that, to me, it has to be at WrestleMania. And two, it absolutely needs to be considered as one of the main events of that show. If Rock and Roman are facing each other, then obviously it's not going to happen. But we'll see where this goes and who who's potentially on that card. But that's a match. And I know there's only been one women's main event in the history of WrestleMania and it involved Ronda Rousey. And a lot of people are saying that that's the only reason. That's not true. Becky Lynch was on, Becky Lynch had upped her game. Charlotte Flair is Charlotte Flair. Like, all three of them had something to do with that being the main event of WrestleMania uh, a couple years ago. Um, but, yeah, we'll see. I, it's just like, I, I'm really fascinated by that angle. Um, and Bailey's promo on SmackDown really elevated and escalated it even more, made it even more personal. I'm just looking forward to seeing it. So, um, yeah. Um, okay, so let's move on to um, AEW and NXT and a conversation that's been happening on uh, through the wrestling uh, industry, bloggers, reporters. A lot. This conversation has been going going on for about the last couple of weeks because AEW and NXT have not been on the same night. It's been the Wednesday Night War since uh, October when uh, Dynamite debuted on that fateful Wednesday, and. So um, NXT has been doing shows on Tuesdays because of uh, hockey, I guess, has been on USA and conflicting and preempting them. Uh, and AEW had a Saturday night. They had a Thursday. I think they had a Thursday. Um, they've been altering shows a lot lately. So it gets really interesting here. Ratings came out 
AEW, obviously the post show of their biggest show of the year all out, which was great, by the way. I think there was a couple things in the middle that kind of hindered it a little bit. And it wasn't their best effort, but on, in terms of an AEW, in terms of a wrestling show, it was a really good show, specifically the main event between John Moxley and uh, MJF. I really enjoyed that. So AEW, their follow-up drew over 1 million viewers. I could probably count with like two or three fingers how many times AEW's drew, drew, drew over 1 million viewers. It was their first show, and I think there might have been a show um, in the last like six or seven months that they had. Over 1 million by itself on Wednesday night. That is big time for AEW to get that kind of a number. NXT has been putting up some of its best numbers on Tuesdays. They drew 838,000, which is clo- which is really close to getting to that 1 million threshold. And it leads me to this, this point. I know it's it's going to create a wrestling overload four shows a night. I know on, and if NXT goes to Tuesday, it'll obviously be conflicting with Impact and Impact has been great in its own right. But we need to we need to stop this wrestling division, I guess you could say, in terms of the Wednesday night wars. It's been fun, it's been interesting, but for the benefit of both products, I think both have suffered kind of because the ratings haven't been what they could be. And in the end, we're all about just creating good content. It should be all about unity. I talked about this around Slammiversary and seeing um Sean Spears support impact the that night and that was really really great for to see that the wrestling community was kind of rallying behind impact in their big moment on pay-per-view so I think in the long run there's been reports going on that NXT's already been exploring and USA's already even uh broached the idea of moving to Tuesday I just think it makes it makes too much sense you're you're seeing it in the numbers. The numbers indicate it. The demos, all all this stuff, it's just better for both brands. It's better for NXT. It's better for AEW. And it's in the end, that's what it should be about: promoting great wrestling content, not just fighting with each other. I know that people are going to trade barbs, and a lot of WWE people are going to end up in in uh, AEW, um, and some have already done that, but. In the end, it's like this this whole war really never helped anybody. Like it was just it was dividing our attention. And it's just like in the end, we should all be just promoting great wrestling content to watch. And it shouldn't be going head to head with each other. It's I know that works for the Monday Night Wars, and but this is a different time. And I think it's just gonna make it easy for easier for the wrestling consumer to watch an NXT show on Tuesday and then watch AEW Dynamite on a Wednesday. And I, the numbers are going to be better. Um, fan interest, it's going to be easier to decide and easier how to watch these things. It just, it, it makes too much sense for that to happen. All right, let's talk about um, two things specifically that I noticed on these shows, AEW and NXT. Let's start off with AEW. The big moment, Miro, a.k.a. Rusev, is in AEW. And this was going to happen. This seemed inevitable that Rusev uh, or Miro um, was going to end up on that brand. It just made too much sense. 
He's a star. He was criminally underused in WWE. AEW has done a great job of building some of these former WWE. I, I guess I'll call them outcasts. I kind of hate using that term, but a Matt Cardona coming in and looking like a big deal. Brody Lee is the TNT champion and he's leading a, a dominant faction. Like you look at some of the, the guys that they've brought in already from the WWE blueprint. Matt Hardy feels like an even bigger deal ever since he left WWE. Like they've, and I know a lot of this, and then of course you've got Chris Jericho who's like their first major signing and Chris Jericho is just amazing in everything that he does. But it made a lot of sense for Rusev to go there. And uh, now he's Miro. His gimmick is he's the best man. Um, for He'll be alongside Kip Sabian, at least for early on. I think ultimately they'll probably have a feud with each other. Uh, the fans, there was 15% capacity in a 5,000-seat stadium at, at uh, in Jacksonville. Man, what a pop Rusev got. I'll keep calling him Rusev because I just know him as Rusev. But Miro is the thing that's going to be big in AEW very, very soon. Um, we'll see. John Moxley's supposed to face um, uh, Lance Archer for the AEW Championship on Dynamite in a month or so. And I'm curious to see how they build the full gear and who's going to be the AEW champion. Because I think if they, if they do this right by Miro, considering how popular he already is on his Twitch channel... And through his uh, popularity in WWE with Rusev Day, this could be a big deal. This is a massive signing for AEW um, to continue beefing up their roster, continue making things interesting. And um, like I was really excited because I, I knew in the back of my mind that it was probably going to happen. I just didn't know when. So for it to happen on Dynamite this past week was huge. Big time. Like big time signing for AEW. Um like I said, All Out was a great show. Um, a lot of standout matches. I mean, uh, obviously good to see. And I, another uh, WWE team that are, are, is already uh, a WWE uh, super, a group of WWE superstars that's doing very well since they left the company is uh, FTR, formerly The Revival. Um, yeah, I mean, they, they won the tag team titles. And they're, over, they're at the top of the best tag team division in wrestling right now. So... Um, yeah, that match with uh, Kenny Omega and uh, Adam Page was great at All Out. Now the fallout from that looks like that team's no more. The Young Bucks are teasing a, a heel turn. Um, yeah, there's there's some interesting stuff going on. Um, and all of this is going on in AEW while Cody's not there. Their flag bearer and one of their leaders is not there. He's uh, selling injuries. Obviously, he's doing another show on TNT. Um, but yeah, I mean... AEW keeps going strong, and I think, like I said, it'll ben the shows AEW and NXT splitting is going to benefit everyone involved. I just think it's just the smart move to go for. And then with NXT, obviously the show was built around, in the last two weeks, was built around uh, crowning a new NXT champion. Unfortunately, Karrion Cross separated his shoulder in the match at TakeOver and had to drop the title. Um, they did. They did a fatal four-way Iron Man match, uh, sixty minutes, um, and then it ended in a tie between Adam Cole and Finn Balor. And then Adam Cole and Finn Balor had a tremendous match, which is no shock because they're two of the best in the world. Finn Balor wins the NXT title for the second time. 
I'm not surprised. This made the most sense when they even announced the match with the four of them involved. Finn Balor had, um, he hadn't held the title in like, in basically four or five years. Um, he made his return to the brand. I, I had a conversation with uh, a couple of my friends about Finn Balor and why he's not on the main roster right now. It goes back to my point. Like, look, in the long run, I think that that would be a smart thing to do is put him back on the main roster because he is great. He is awesome. He's one of the best. Right now, the way they have been structuring Raw, it was the best thing for him. And also, NXT needed a boost um, going to USA and going live for two hours. They needed more star power. Finn Balor brought that. And now he's the champion. I think it's a, he's done some great things. He's reworked his character. He's become the prince. He's a little bit different than the Finn Balor that we knew when he was on the main roster. He's closer to the guy that was in New Japan. Um, kind of a little heel turn now. He's kind of like a tweener. I guess you could say he's a babyface, kind of. Just a, more of a badass feel to him. So... I don't know how long-term this um, championship run is going to be for Finn. I do think that he's going to be on the main roster soon because the rosters are kind of depleted. It would make a lot of sense. There's a lot for him to do up there. Um, But I'm happy for him. He deserved a a title run here. Like He's been putting in the work um, since last year, since he got moved to NXT. He's been putting in great matches. He's been killing it. I wouldn't expect anything else from one of the best in the world. So the other interesting element out of this Finn Balor, Adam Cole, NXT championship match, Adam Cole seems to be turning face here, which I'm really fascinated by because he's already popular with the fans. My question is, does this mean that the undisputed era is going to be gradually uh, dissolved before Adam Cole goes up to the main roster? That's my question because there seems to be some cracks starting to show. You've got Bobby Fish and Bobby Fish and um, Roderick Strong attacking baby faces and doing heel things. Kyle O'Reilly kind of showing resistance to it. Are they going to split up the undisputed era? I don't know. Um, it'll be interesting to watch that in the next couple weeks on NXT because. Now we we kind of know the direction that they're going in. I'm curious to see who Finn's first challenger is going to be for that NXT title whenever they do have the next takeover. Um, but yeah, I mean, all, all in all, a lot of good things going on in wrestling. Some questionable things. Like I said, Raw, Raw just needs to fix a lot of stuff. And I don't know what's going to create a buzz because now they're they're in a situation where, hey, we don't, we don't know what we're going to do. We especially with football coming back on uh, on Sunday, but then also it's going to affect them with Monday Night Football uh, on Monday this week. So it's just it was really they they I I don't know what they can do, but in terms of creative, there there needs to be more compelling storylines because you're seeing it on SmackDown and the numbers are showing that SmackDown's just the better show right now. And I think WWE has always thought of it that way ever since they went to Fox, but. I'd like to see some more like uniformity in terms of like how they treat their shows. Cause like, look, NXT doesn't draw the same type of numbers, but that's because it's NXT. It's a different show, but those shows are always fantastic and they're always interesting. And they get you locked in to watch and view. And if they go to Tuesday, those numbers are going to hopefully increase and be better because the, the, 
stuff is engaging the fans. And hopefully Raw does that too, because they, like I said, they're they're teetering into a lot of trouble. So, um, but a lot, overall, a lot positive going on. Uh, glad to be back with you guys. Thanks for tuning in. Really appreciate it. And I will uh, talk to you guys real soon uh, with um, big week ahead, uh, full week of wrestling, uh, Raw, SmackDown, NXT. I think NXT and AEW are going to be going head to head this week. So this will be interesting. Um, talk to you guys real soon. Bye-bye.